blessings of another day. I'm so glad to be here in the presence of the people of God. So glad to be. That song simply says there's nothing better than God's presence. Nothing is better than Him. Nothing is better than the presence of the Lord. And I just love that. He turns graves into gardens. It's this notion that we were dead and He made us alive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we get ready to be in the Word of God, there's a scripture I want to read to your hearing. Just as the music plays, I'm just going to read this into your hearing. Romans chapter 8 and verses 4 and 5 and 6 through to 11. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's an enemy of God. For it is subject to the law, it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God but ye are not in the flesh <laughs> glory to God you're not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his thank you Lord and if Christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. What's the song say? There's nothing better than you. You turn graves into gardens. People who should be dead you make alive. Nothing is better than you. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. I do greet you all. Please take your seats. I do greet you all in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I have one more slide I want to show. There's a scripture I've been talking about this idea of rebirth and why we need rebirth. Why we need to be born again. The scripture actually says that in several different ways. It says born again, it says born of God, and born of the Spirit. Either way, it's talking about the same fundamental idea, that we are alive, we have been born once, but we need it to be born again. And last week, I kind of dived into not what you're being taken away from you, but what you are receiving because of the born again. Jesus said it quite clearly in John chapter 3, which is up there right now, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. He said it quite clearly. Um, 
what was going on and why, in fact, you needed to be born again. He wanted to get this through. What I find fascinating here is he, did, he didn't first give this message to the world. Uh, even though they needed it, <laughs> he gave it to the religious establishment first because they needed it way more. Sometimes we can get wrapped up and locked in that we are right only for Jesus to bust in and say, actually, there's a little bit more you need to do. And what does he say in verse three? Jesus answered to Nicodemus and said, truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even see it. You won't recognize it even if you do. It, you know, it's funny, in, in John chapter one, it's funny that he says that you won't see the kingdom because in John chapter one, I think it's verse 10. Somebody can find that for me. St. John chapter one, verse 10, what does it say? He was in the world. He's saying to Nicodemus, you can't even see the kingdom. And in verse, chapter one, verse 10, it says what again? He was in the Jesus world. was in the world. And the world was made by him. And he was the one who created everything. And they didn't even recognize him when he got here. Like, he was the one who made the place. Jesus was the one who made through the eternal Father this place, this world, this heaven and earth. And when he got here, we didn't recognize him. <laughs> what an incredible thing to happen to somebody showing up at the place that they built. The place that they own. Can you imagine you walking into your home and Nia looking you dead in your face, having have to, after having had you provide for her for 21 years, and say to you, who are you? Like it doesn't, <laughs> it would be frustrating. That would be the last time she said that, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be an insult, but that's the insult that our Christ received when he got here. Who are you? What is your authority? Why are you saying that? Huh. The kingdom isn't recognizable unless you've got the eyes to see it. And you only have the eyes to see it if you are born again. So Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see, can't even see the kingdom of God. He then goes on to say, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time in his mother's womb? How do I fix, how do I get to this born again step, right? He says, Jesus answered, said, verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So I've been thinking actually this week about kingdom. Enter into the, see the kingdom, enter the kingdom. What does, what's kingdom mean? I, I, you, you're, you're pulling me to a higher level. You're pulling me up higher and higher. I get it, I've got to leave some things behind. And kingdom isn't just about the heaven we are trying to get to. Kingdom is also a mindset. Kingdom is a way of being and existing. It's a way of living, it's a way of knowing, it's a way of experiencing right now. Like we are asking for his kingdom to come, that's different. We're asking for a new heaven and a new earth, that's different. We're asking for eternal peace, that's different, that is to come. But there is a kingdom now. Ha. 
To get into the kingdom, to see the kingdom now, you need rebirth. Difficult to get there unless you've got rebirth. Jesus is inviting Nicodemus into something new. I was thinking today about analogies. I like analogies to help us illustrate points. The one I was thinking about, about seeing the kingdom. I don't know if you've ever seen bees, well we see bees all the time here now, but bees are all over the place, right? You see these bees, and I didn't realize that bees don't see like we see. Like we see reds, yellows, all, all the colors of the rainbow. Bees don't see that. They see greens, they see blues, and they see ultraviolet. <laughs> we don't see ultraviolet. We don't have the ability to see ultraviolet. You need a machine to see ultraviolet if we need to see it. You can get a machine and see highlight ultraviolet. The reason why they don't need all those other colors is because the thing that they're interested in, the only thing that fuels their lives is flowers. And I forget which flowers have the ultraviolet. It's the ones that they need have all the ultraviolet. So while we pick colors to flowers because of the colors, they pick flowers because of the ultraviolet. <laughs> so we're saying, oh, that's a beautiful yellow color. B doesn't even see yellow. He sees ultraviolet. There's something there he's seeing. We're seeing the same shape, but he's seeing something different. <laughs> you see what I mean? That is to say we can all be in the same place, but because some people are worldly, fleshly, and some people are kingdom and heavenly, we see different things. <laughs> we see completely different things because we have been born again and they have not. They're sowing one way and we are sowing a completely different way. I don't know if you wore sometimes wore the wrong thing and a bee seems to always follow you. It's because they're seeing something that you didn't recognize when you put on that particular shirt. That shirt's giving off a color and he, the bee's looking at the color like, ah, oh, there's probably some good food here. <laughs> you didn't realize you've attracted him because it's the wrong color. <laughs> We've got to be careful. Now that we see things, it's funny because sometimes we, there's places we don't go, there's things that we don't do. And folks don't understand because we are seeing kingdom. They're not seeing kingdom. <laughs> we are seeing on another level now because we've been born again. You say, well, why are you doing that? I could explain it to you, but even when I explain it, you're still not going to see it because you're not born into the kingdom. That's why I'm frustrated sometimes when we tell people about rules and regulations. You're missing the point if that's your focus. Because you can't see it anyway. Ah, the kingdom is deeper. The kingdom is greater. We're talking about something that's better. It's like going to the doctor and he's saying, hey, you know what, your blood sugar's a little bit high. You've got to do a little bit different you got to change your diet just a little bit to kind of bring those numbers down, bring this number up. He sees a number that you are unaware of on a day-to-day -day basis. And he goes and checks you once a year and says, hey, actually this number, the thing that you haven't been seeing is really important. Now imagine having that number floating in front of you every single meal. You would, you would, you would go to that... <laughs> 
It would be difficult to ignore if that number were floating in front of your face. You go to pick up that, that ice cream and that cake that you don't need, that I picked, I was 4th of July, I went a bit nuts, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> but if that number were floating in front of me, I'd have been a bit more sensible about how much I ate. What I'm saying is that kingdom allows you to see what other people are not seeing. It allows you to appreciate something. That's what Jesus is saying. You've got, you, you, you folks aren't getting it. Your generation's wicked. You're not understanding what kingdom is. Amen. Let's go to a couple of scriptures here. I want to, there's going to be a lot of scriptures actually. It's not going to be a few. It's going to be a lot of scriptures because this is, take, take this as a teaching, not even a preaching. Um, St. John chapter 18, verse 30, 36. This is right at the end of Jesus' ministry. He's dying. He's about to be die, die on the cross. He's been taken from judgment hall to judgment hall. And <laughs> he says something that is so incredibly profound, but a lot of people miss it. He, you miss it because, um, because we don't necessarily get keyed in and locked into kingdom. Look, can you read that for me? And yeah. Jesus answered. Yeah, he's answering the people who are accusing him and, and are talking to him and saying all kinds of things to him. And he says this. My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not the same thing that you're looking at right now. <laughs> you, if this were my kingdom, there is no way that you'd be doing this to me. Keep reading. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered into the Jews. But now it's my kingdom, not from him. Jesus has introduced, in fact, he's introduced it multiple times, but I'm starting at the end because it's important we understand. Jesus is telling us that there is something that you're not seeing. There's a kingdom that is could be right here. And if you were in the kingdom, you wouldn't, not only would you not be doing this, but my servants who are of the kingdom wouldn't allow this to happen. They wouldn't allow you to put me on the cross if this were my kingdom. He's letting you know, and I'm saying we need to be a part of Christ's kingdom. Uh, we, we see this described in Matthew as the kingdom of heaven. In Mark, Luke, and John, it describes it as the kingdom of God. Matthew is writing to a particularly Jewish set of Christians, so he's avoiding using the word God too much. They don't like to write it down. It's the part of their reverence for the word of God. And so he says, Matthew, he calls it the kingdom of heaven. But the rest of the gospels call it the kingdom of God, and they're talking about the same thing. They're talking about not a place we are necessarily going to, even though that's part of it, but something that you can be in right now. <laughs> and he's saying if you all were in this kingdom mindset right now, none of you would be doing this. Meaning you're not even in control right now because you don't see everything you're supposed to see. One more scripture. Let's go back to the start of the way Jesus talks about this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Matthew 3, verse 2. Matthew 3, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3 and verse 2. This kingdom mindset, why are we trying to get into it? It's a different idea, and Jesus starts his ministry by preaching it and teaching it. And what does he say? And saying, yes. repent ye. This is the message that Jesus is asking you to do. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What do we mean by at hand? It's right here. Kingdom is right at our hands. The door of the kingdom right now is here. He's not talking about what you're going to get after you die. That is also a message. 
but he's also talking about what you can be born into and repent from right now. You can get out of the world into the kingdom right now. You can go from fleshly, in the scripture it refers to it in a couple of ways. Fleshly, worldly, carnally. Yeah, it says it describes it in different ways, but it's saying the same thing. How can I, what is different, where am I trying to go and where am I right now? You're in the world right now and you're trying to get into kingdom. Amen? Kingdom mindset. So here it says, repent, turn away from what you are. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because the kingdom of heaven is right here now. He is contrasting these two. He's telling you where you are and where you need to get to. And in St. John chapter 3, he tells, he tells Nicodemus the same thing. You want to be part of the kingdom? You've got to be born again. <laughs> Amen. I want to be part of the kingdom. I don't know about you. I'm trying to get up there. I'm trying to be in it. I'm trying to be in it right now. I want kingdom mindset in myself right now. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to the Lord's Prayer. I think we had it up there a few moments ago. The Lord's Prayer says what? Yeah. Our Father which art in heaven, we reverence your name. Ah, here we go. Thy king, we pray this every Sunday. We pray this every Sunday. Let your kingdom be here right now. Be a part of our lives right now. <laughs> I know what it's like to sow somewhere where I'm not getting any value out of it. Like we think that if we become wealthy, that is kingdom. No, that's not kingdom, that's just wealth. Well done. You've won that race, I'm happy for you. You know what I found out? I was talking last week about bank accounts. And I remember this bank account I once had. It told me, if you don't keep a minimum of $5,000 in this account, I didn't have $5,000 dollars anywhere. Hey, but he's told me if you don't have $5,000 minimum in this count, we're going to take out $25 a month. I said, wait, I said, what? Well, first of all, close that account because neither do I, I don't have, I don't have 5,000 and I don't have 25 to give you to maintain account because I don't have 5,000 in it. So I, what I did is I took that money that should have been there and I moved it somewhere else that would give me interest. Why am I saying that? When we are working according to the flesh, the world, the carnal self, we are sowing into something that is taking away from us. Like, you're not getting gain from your sowing. But when you transfer to kingdom, when you are sowing spiritually, you're gonna reap life. Everlasting. There's an interest-bearing account over there. And you're, you're putting money into an account and you'll never make the minimum threshold to get money out. So they're gonna take away, you, you see what I mean? Kingdom's worth investing in. The world is not. Let's go to uh, Matthew 18.4. I've been telling you about kingdom mindsets different. This is the first one of the many occasions where Jesus starts talking about the kingdom mindset that's necessary in you. This is the stuff that you can't see unless you are in the kingdom. What does he say there? Whosoever, yeah. therefore, shall humble himself 
as a little child. Yes. And the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is not the way we are taught. We are not taught that children are the greatest. We are taught that the strongest is the greatest. Our children are a beautiful resource, they're the future, but we're not taught that they're the greatest. Jesus with kingdom mindset is saying, hey, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you need to be humble like this. Normally we'd be saying, whoever's the loudest, let's listen to them. Whoever got the most qualifications, they've got to be the right person to listen to. Whoever's the strongest, the best looking, the, the most money in their account, whatever the best, the most amount of Instagram followers, I don't know what it is, but the thing is we have some number that says we are greater than somebody else and Jesus is saying, no, you've got to be humble like these children. And you're good. that's what kingdom is. The world can't see or enter into that. It doesn't make sense to them until you are born again. Amen? Let's go to um, Matthew 5 and 3. Blessed yes. are the poor in spirit. For? But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Ah, kingdom of heaven again. Those people that are poor are actually getting, gaining access to something that the rich don't. This is kingdom mindset. Nowhere in the world are you seeing this played out. Where the poor are given much, where the poor given more. This is kingdom. This is not world. This is not fleshly. This is a different mindset. This is what Nicodemus can't see. This is what he can't get connected to. And this is what we sometimes struggle with too. Because we decide sometimes to make the law of God molded around what is a, a, a dedication to the world. But that's not the way it works. We have to sow in the spirit. We have to work in the spirit. Amen? Okay, but uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I need another scripture here. Let's go to Mark chapter 10. Excuse me, Mark chapter 12, verse 32 to 34. And the scribe yes. said unto him, Well, Master, yes. thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, yes. and there is none other but he. So Jesus is preaching to these people. He's telling them another important truth. And the scribe that Jesus is talking to, these are the people who write, have the ability to write, which is a superpower back then. Very few people had the access to be able to read and write. And he's telling the scribe, he's, he's able to, Jesus is able to, with authority, tell the scribe exactly what the word says. That's an interesting point. That this man who's a scribe is supposed to know everything. Jesus is telling him with authority. And, the scribe is telling him, yes, that's, that is actually, in fact, what he's written, <laughs> right? Of course it is. He, Jesus was the God. Was, he's God in the flesh. He's the one who said it in the first place. Right? Keep reading that verse again. And the scribe said unto him, yes. well, master, yep. thou hast said the truth. <laughs> of course he has. He is the truth. Yes, keep going. For there is one God, yes. and there is none other but he. Yes. And to love him with all your heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, yes. and with all the strength and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Yes, yeah, so he's quoting essentially what is the law. 
Let's keep going. Is more than all, excuse me, excuse me, more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered him discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. There's something in what you've just read and said that means you're really close to the kingdom. That's the funny thing about the kingdom is people will skirt around it. But unless you're born again, you won't see it. Amen. Jesus is telling him here, yes, love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul and all with our mind. The next part of that is love your neighbor as yourself. And he says to this man, if you are understanding that, you are really close to the kingdom. Love God, love your neighbor. And you are really close to the kingdom. See what kingdom mindset is? It's different to worldly mindset. <laughs> when you're in worldly mindset, you say, I'm going to love my family only, me only, my things only. Kingdom mindset, I'm going to love the Lord God and my neighbor like myself. It's a different way of being and existing. Kingdom mindset is different, but it needs you to be born again. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at flowers and thinking that yellow one is great, but you're missing the ultraviolet. You're missing the message. Amen. We would make terrible bees. They would kick us out of the colony because we wouldn't recognize the right thing because we need better eyes. As soon as my eyes were reborn with ultraviolet, I'd be able to pick out the right things. You've got to be born again to see this. You've got to take off your own mindset and adopt the mindset of Christ. I've got a couple more scriptures that I'm going to get out of your way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Verse um, Luke 17. I'm taking you all over the place. This is a nice, ni a nice uh, exercise. In, we, we used to um, play a, a, a Bible game when we were younger. Did you, you all used to play sword in hand? I don't know if you used to play that one. We used to race to see who could find the scripture first. <laughs> it was, we were nerds for this gospel. That was what it is. Um, Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. What does it say there? And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, yep. when the kingdom of God should come. So the Pharisees say to him, when is this king? You talk, keep talking about a kingdom. When is it coming? Like, okay, so, so they've had an important backstory here to uncover because they're saying we are being ruled by the Romans right now. So if you've got a kingdom that's going to fix the Roman rule, when is it coming? Like, help us get out of this situation we're in. Like, you keep talking about this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, new place, new mindset. Show us where it is. We want directions. We'll go there right now if it's existing. existing. Like, if this place is real, tell us where it is. What does his response? And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with <laughs> You're not going to see some new institution come into place. That's not the way that the kingdom works. It's not coming that way. You're not going to see it come in this way. But what does he go on and say? Neither shall they say, lo here. Now they're going to be able to point and say, it's over there. Or lo there. Or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. It's right in you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he says it quite clearly now. He says, the kingdom... The thing I'm talking about is inside you. 
<laughs> the kingdom, the transformation of who you're supposed to be is going to be inside you. That's what I love about the, what we need to change isn't the geography, isn't the town, isn't the time we meet. It's inside us that needs changing. <laughs> I don't need a particular type of message. I've got to change in me. It's got to happen right here. I love the fact that when, when Jesus, when, when the Lord, when the eternal Father decided to create heaven and earth, he made the heavens and the earth and he declared everything into existence. He spoke the word and everything came into me. He says, let there be light. Allow it to be so. Make it so. And it was so. But when it came to man, that's not quite the tact he made. He, 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 said, he says, he came down and started to say, let us form man out of the dust. He didn't say, go do this or make this so. He came down and put his hands to dirt, to dust, and formed us. And then the same for woman. He formed it from material, from man. Same principle. He has had his hands on us right from the beginning. He has had his hands on mankind in our purpose right from the beginning. It makes sense now that he says, I need the kingdom in you. To be close to you again, I need you in the kingdom and the kingdom in you. The kingdom isn't someplace we're going. There's someplace we're heading towards. The kingdom is in you. So you want to be part of the kingdom? You want to be in the kingdom? You want to see the kingdom? Be born again. <laughs> you want to understand why we are so enthusiastic? You want to understand why you got to be born again? You're not going to, you're not going to, you're going to miss this because you're looking in all the colors of the rainbow and you're missing the ultraviolet. Hallelujah, glory to God. I want you to see in full color everything that the Lord has and you'll do that. To be sure, that blue is going to be helpful to that, that bee sometimes. But the ultraviolet is the thing that, that makes the difference. I need you all to see kingdom first. I need you to be all about kingdom. In contrast, I'm not quite finished yet. In contrast, in contrast, the world is different. Go to St. John chapter 1, if you would. And, sorry, Saint, 1 John chapter 2. I'm almost done. First John chapter 2, verse 15. The world is different. I've talked about kingdom now, kingdom mindset. Um, one of the kingdoms I wanted to talk about was, you remember when the woman was brought before Jesus, who was caught in the act of adultery? And everybody said, stone her. This is the, the, the direct confrontation of the world mindset versus kingdom mindset. The world said, stone her. Jesus, having kingdom right there where he was, said, he who is without sin, you cast the first stone. They didn't realize that Jesus was putting kingdom right in the middle of that confrontation. And because they couldn't see the kingdom, they left. <laughs> they were frustrated by the presence of kingdom. Don't be surprised then when, when you bring kingdom into certain situations, they get frustrated with you. <laughs> They're going to be annoyed with you the same way they were frustrated with Jesus. First John chapter, verse 15. Look, there's a difference between world and kingdom, and you're going to have to decide what it is. Love not the world. Yes. 
If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Man, you're going to realize when you've got a real kingdom mindset that the ways that the world asks you to live, you're not going to love it anymore. It's going to be very different to what the things you, you're going to realize, I can't love that anymore because I've got kingdom inside me now. The way that the Lord is asking me to live, I can't even countenance that anymore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me go to one more. Romans chapter 8 and verse 5 and 7. This is my last scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 7. For they that are after the flesh yes. do mind the things of the flesh. I'm right back where I started. They that do mind, the, if you're going to be interested in the flesh, that's what you're going to get. Keep going. But they that are after the spirit, or things of, or things of the spirit. Yes. For to be currently minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We are asking us to have kingdom mindset, because that's the account that gives me life and peace. Let's just read out to verse 11, please. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. Amen. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Could, yes, sir. But ye are not in the flesh, <laughs> but in the spirit. If so, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, Here we go. the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. And one more verse, verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The spirit creates life. Yeah. It's that spirit that same raised up Christ from the dead that's going to raise up. This is the same chapter I was reading, the same book I was reading last week. Romans chapter 6 says, if you're baptized, you're baptized into his life. Same, he's just continuing the same story. And he's telling us that baptism and spiritual rebirth gives you access to spiritual life and the kingdom. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word.